you know, it's it's not at all because I'm also a fanboy of Pillar and they they play games too on their podcast. Oh, but really? My games are better, I think, than theirs. Welcome to the Flint Catholic Podcast. I'm Father Tony Smila. And I'm Michael Hasso. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. You can't give us a five-star review on nice. YouTube. You like that? Yeah. A little bit of promo I was here. like, I was like, we're starting to sound like real, real podcast. Except except there are no stars on... And you can hit the like button, though, on YouTube. I, know. I don't think there's even five stars on uh, Anchor, where our podcast is. Hmm. I'm Maybe. not sure. Spotify I know other does. podcast platforms, too. It's true. Like, if, I know um, Google. Oh, yeah. If you're listening on Google. Yeah. yeah or uh, App, Apple, whatever yeah. the Apple one is. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I, have an, I have an Android device, so I don't know. So give us five-star review. Check us out. And uh, share it with all your friends. Yeah. Um, so what we want to do today is we want to finish up a series we started a long time ago. A long time ago. And kind of dropped the ball on finishing. Like, yep. we almost finished. We so were close. one episode short. Yep. And now we're going to complete the circle. And one episode short out of, like, weren't there, like, 13 episodes of this? 12. One for, we, we wanted to do one six each Six of each? Yeah. Okay. Six, six New Testament, six Old Testament in the other order. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we are finishing hashtag BYOB, bring your own Bible. Uh, we're going to talk about the book of Revelation today. The end of the world. That's my favorite topic. Yes. I do kind of like that, too. It always cheers me up. So good. It's like, the end of the world in sin? Let's talk about those things. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. You know that. You hear me preach on Sundays. I, <laughs> as, as I always say, I'm pretty sure you're an Old Testament priest. <laughs> I am an Old Testament priest. If all I need is like the robe and the, the staff, I'm ready yeah. to go. Let's go. I was thinking like Elijah calling down fire on the, and they on usually the pagans. Have, and, <laughs> and they usually have like long beards and long hair too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally it Old works. Testament priest. It works. Let's go. You just need to talk to Bishop Boyer about that. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you may notice that Father Tony got a haircut. It's a little bit shorter. A little bit shorter. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I got a, got a, I like my job. Yeah. I like being a, I like being a priest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So let's talk about Revelation. Let's open your Bibles to the book of Revelation. So the genre is apocalypse. So that is its own genre. It was very popular from about 200 BC to about 180. So it had a good 300 year uh, span. And what is apocalypse? We always think about apocalypse, right? We're like, isn't it popular right now? Right? Zombie movies, zombie yeah. apocalypse, right? Um, and it doesn't quite mean that. So when we talk about apocalypse in a spiritual sense, a biblical sense, we're talking about uh, a, a work that explains unseen spiritual realities behind human events or looks forward to history's end. Apocalypse literally means revelation, what is to be revealed. So I think that, that, uh, that definition actually makes people some people sad. Like, oh, that's all that means, apocalypse? Yeah. Yeah, it just means to be revealed. Yeah, it's probably underwhelming to people it's, that are like a little. looking more for like an ancient 
fire and brimstone Zo- zombie movie or yeah. something <laughs> yeah, yeah or the fire and brimstone the fire and brimstone <laughs> the end of the world the earthquakes yeah. and i mean you're gonna get all that in revelation and more you're gonna get yeah. all the imagery it's yeah. awesome which is funny too because i i really think that's what sells in a way of like you know more of the fire and brimstone and stuff like that oh yeah it's like one of my um one of my professors in grad school uh pretty well-known author that's talked about you know some of this stuff especially revelation michael barber and he told a story one time in class about how like cnn called him whoa (laughs) it was really crazy he was like hello (laughs) (laughs) and basically they wanted to get the lowdown on the end of the world (laughs) wow yes so they i will tell you exactly how it'll happen yeah (laughs) That was so funny, though. That's wild. Yeah, oh I, I guess they actually, like, flew him in for an interview. <laughs> oh, man. I totally would have done that just to, like, troll yeah. him the whole time. Yeah, that's amazing. what he did. Yeah. Literally. Literally. He's my hero. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly. That's I haven't awesome. looked it up, but if anyone if anyone has seen this or happens to see it, oh, like, I, on YouTube or something. I will be searching like, when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find it. That's awesome. Yeah. So what I love, too, is that it's the last book of the Bible. And um, so I teach a scripture class here. And so it keeps them engaged even to the last days of the school year. Because I've already told them like, hey, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about dragons and the moon turning to blood. And they're like, what? Like, oh, yeah. Get ready. <laughs> just just starting to whet their appetite with revelation. Yeah. I'm ready. So let's jump in a little bit. The author is John. John, the, John who? John the Evangelist. So, nice. yeah, he's he's probably really old when he does this. There's a couple of possible dates that he could be writing this, the late 60s to the mid-90s. Um, he's either writing under the Nero, uh, um, as Nero as the emperor, or Domitian. Either one, they're both persecutions. Um, it's addressed to those living in a time of persecution and suffering. So the early... Um, date if it's the late 60s it would make sense because the temple is still standing because the temple isn't destroyed by the romans until 70 a.d the latter mid 90s is favored by ancient christian writers which i kind of feel like they're kind of closer in time to him and would probably know yeah i mean typically they are given the given priority there as far as how they date stuff so this is true so what is the purpose of well, one thought? I I just wanted to to get your thoughts on air on this because yeah. oh, some so some scholars say that they believe this was a different John. Have you heard this before? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think about that? Nah, I think it's the same. Yeah, I don't buy it either. No, it kind of irritates me actually when people propose that because I'm like, nah, well, I, I don't mean, buy it. Show me some and evidence. It, There's, well, there really isn't any. Yeah, there there isn't really any other than you know often people trying to date it even later or something sometimes weird stuff like that but yeah i agree and i think there's there's really a lot of similarities in terms of like the writing of the other (laughs) the other letters written by john and stuff like that absolutely yeah and you know if if it was good enough for the early christian writers early church writers like works for me like there would be at least you got to have someone out there who says, well, maybe it's not that John. Yeah. But there's an anyway. So and in the end, like, does it, I don't really care all that much either. <laughs> let's just yeah. be honest. Yep. It's scripture either way. Yep. So let's begin at the beginning. So the first 
three chapters of the book of Revelation. You've got a prologue, an address, a commissioning, and a vision. So God is talking to, to John here, and he addresses him and gives him, here's your mission, here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to give you a vision, and it's going to be wild and buckle up, basically. Um, we see a lot of symbolism in Revelation, like a lot. And, we're, and sometimes when you read it, you just got to go slow and perhaps bring a commentary with you. That can be very helpful. Should have brought my commentary up from the basement um, where my office is. But like the uh, um, the one sacred scripture, the one that Sacred Heart does, the commentary series is very good. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of it. Sacred scripture. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's a nice book. Yeah. But, uh, seven Lamps. Uh, ankle-length robe, golden sash, white hair, eyes of fire, feet of brass, seven stars. All of these different symbols that mean different things. So we see seven lamps equals seven churches. Ankle-length robe, we're talking about a high priest here. Like, I would never have known that, like, just on my own. But that's the, what the symbolism is, is referring to there. Gold sash um, that represents authority, kind of like a stole, right? You see a stole in, yep. uh, for the clergy. Um, white hair, which I really like this one, represents God. He's an old man in the clouds. So I'm like, yeah. yay. Even John like saw God as the old man in the clouds, right? Yeah. I was going to say this is starting to sound like a, a modern like cartoon or something. Right? With, with God as the old man in the sky yes. with the long white hair. <laughs> I always think of the Monty Python one. Of course, it's a good idea. Uh, eyes of fire, feet of brass. We see an angel who appears to Daniel. Um so there's a reference back to Daniel. Daniel and Revelation are very closely related here. And then the seven stars are heavenly counterparts to the seven churches. So we've mentioned seven churches twice, right? A couple times here. And this section is actually not about the future. It's about the present. Um, there are seven letters given to the churches where Jesus says, hey, write this down to the seven churches. Here's how they're doing. It's kind of like a midterm exam for these churches. Yeah. Where before the end of time, Jesus is like, hey, here's how you're doing. Here's, here's your current report. Some of them receive commendation and encouragement like, hey, you're doing a great job. Um, two churches are severely reprimanded. Yee. And then there's <laughs> uh, the rest of them kind of have some in between, like some good things you're doing and some bad things you're doing. You need to fix this. Let's talk I'm just wondering if anyone like hop to a different church when they realize mm, they're yeah. <laughs> mm, i'm leaving that church. <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah i have to go to the place with the better music and better, better youth program and better whatever preaching <laughs> yep. i get it better parking yep yep I gotta have it. somewhere to park that chariot i get it i get it i get it let's talk let's look at one of them in particular laodicea so Laodicea is a very wealthy city, very wealthy place. Banking, textiles, medicine, like all the things that are going to make you bank, right? Um, here's how wealthy they were. In 60 AD, an earthquake levels the city. They declined Roman aid. They're like, nah, we'll rebuild ourselves. Holy smokes. Wow. Right? Like, who does that? Like, hey, the government's got some money for you? Sure, we'll take that. <laughs> right? But they're like, nah, Romans, we got this. And they're like, okay, they did. Um, so this is the one that has that very familiar, uh, we've, we've probably heard this, right? Uh, he, Jesus really goes after them. He, he condemns them. He says, you are neither hot nor you are you cold, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you from my mouth. One of my favorite Ooh. verses of Revelation. Ooh. Jesus talks about spewing them from his mouth. Yeah. Like, what is going on with that? So like the spiritual interpretation, of course, is, hey, if you were on fire for God, that's great. 
if you are cold and maybe even fighting against God, God can work with that too. But if you're apathetic and in the middle and just lukewarm, like God can't do anything with that. Yeah. But speak you out of his mouth, right? Now, what we may not know is that there actually was a, uh, a reason he used that image, which I think is super cool too. So uh, the nearby city of Hierapolis was known for its hot springs. And on mm. the other side, Colossae was known for its cold, fresh water. So the city literally, Laodicea literally was in between hot and cold water. Wow. Like literally they were lukewarm in between the two, which is cool. Sad between the two, they have no water on their own. And so they have to get the hot from one and the cold from the other, which I'm like, wow. So God even knew like they sat between these and they would have recognized right away. You're neither hot nor cold. Oh, that's like us, like to the core. Like yeah. even physically, our location reflects that. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And you know, I think what we see here too is... Uh, with wealth, right? Wealth is a big tie to this, right? Material prosperity can lead to us forgetting God. We no longer are dependent on God for everything. We try and depend on ourselves. And this is what Laodicea did. And this is why Jesus was like, hey, you're lukewarm. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're just trying to do it yourselves. So seek these spiritual goods, right? Um, so he does end with an encouragement there, which is good. So let's move on to, so in chapter four, we get this, I love chapter four of Revelation, it's the worship of heaven, where worship in heaven is described. So John gets to go to heaven uh, to receive divine revelation. We see 24 elders that represent the entire people of God. Um, we see uh, the four living creatures, uh, which are the gospel. So you see the, um, the lion and the ox and the, the man and the eagle. Um, we see them, the cherubim around the throne of God, see lots of eyes, right? So this creature with lots and lots of eyes, which makes me think of spiders which creeps me out yeah but it's the eyes again are uh it's a symbol right for being able to see things um so vigilance knowledge of everything um here we see the holy 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 lord god of hosts which is it's a reference that we bring into the mass yeah holy 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 um in heaven the praise of god never ceases um the 24 elders they throw their crowns down complete submission to God. Um, so we see, like, we see a lot of these symbols, right? And a lot of these signs, and the elders are throwing their crowns down and be like, why are they throwing their crowns down? What's the point? Who are these 24? And so this is why it's really important for these, these books to have that commentary, especially an apocalyptic yeah. book. Have that commentary. Have someone walk through with you um, who knows what's, what's going on here, right? So I'm, like, flying through this. We're yeah. only four chapters in. Right. There's 21 chapters. Yeah. And like already there's like so many things like in my class, we're going to spend three weeks on this book. Wow. Which I'm super, super excited about. I've got them excited about it. Um, so we're going to just kind of big, big, big picture, big picture here. Yeah. So we see the lamb and the scroll. So the main, here's the main events between chapter six and 22. So we're going to hit some main events. Because one of the things that Revelation does, which is also confusing, is it messes with the timeline worse than Star Trek. <laughs> messes with the timeline worse than The Legend of Zelda. Like, it's just all of us. So yeah. really what it does is we see it kind of it goes across, and then we go back, and then go a little bit further, and then we go back. And so we're, like, looping multiple times. And it doesn't really tell you when it's going back. You just, oh, we're back again 
and, and you just got to figure it out, which is kind of difficult. So here are the main events. We see scrolls opened and angels sound seven trumpets. There's a cosmic conflict between God and Satan. Uh, we see the, here we see the woman, her son, the dragon, and the beasts. Um, we see the sun and the angel armies defeat the dragon, the bulls of God's final wrath. We see Babylon, the prostitute. Christ's victory, the last judgment, the new creation, and the epilogue. So that's like the very large, big picture stuff. And from that timeline, we're going to loop back a few times on that. So we see a lamb opening seven seals, letting loose all the evils which will plague the world. We see the vision of seven trumpets, which are sounded to announce a series of divine punishments. Yikes. Uh, John also sees seven signs of the incarnation of the Son of God, um, the dragon. Finally, the visitation of God's judgment. Um, we also see seven bowls of God's wrath, which is against Rome in particular. So we see also this dichotomy in Revelation between future events and what's happening right here and right now. Rome, the persecution of Rome is happening right here, right now, and we're going to see that punishment as well, which of course we know Rome is eventually destroyed and the consequences that follow that as well. Finally, we are given the prophecy of the millennium and of the battle against Gog and Magog, which are also fantastic names, Gog, Magog. <laughs> Bible just has so many good names, right? Yep. So there's a battle in heaven. I think like a lot of this surrounds that battle in heaven, that, that last spiritual battle that's going to take place where Satan just, here's his final stand. He's going to make it. Does he win? No. No, he doesn't <laughs> win. Very good. Right. Uh, what I love, I, I, I know I say this a lot. I got to find new ways to say this. What I love about this chapter, what I love about this book, uh, chapter 21, we see after the battle, I think that's where things get really exciting though. The battle's cool, whatever battle's cool. But after the battles where things really get exciting, what is heaven going to be like? What is the new creation going to be like when at the end of time, Heaven and earth are no longer separated, but God recreates both heaven and earth into the new and eternal Jerusalem where you know, Jerusalem doesn't remain in heaven, right? They are coming together and we receive our bodies back and, and we live in eternity like that, right? Yeah. Us and 144,000 other people. <laughs> Precisely. A symbolic number, of course. What? What? I thought they take roll call. <laughs> yeah, there's only 144,000 people that are saved, so... Yeah, hopefully you're one of them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, any regular listener of the Flint Catholic podcast would be counted within that. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> of course. Yes, this is what gets you in. Absolutely. I've got, I've got connections. Don't you worry. Right, so um, I'm not good at math. Is it like 12 times... There's, I think 12 is part of that. 12 times, I don't know, 12, 12 times thousand. 100, 12,000, 12 times 12 times 1,000. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, it could be 12 times 12 times 1,000 or 12 times 12,000 or, you know, I like my combinations. Way. I like my way better. I'm yeah. not good at math. Okay. I got it right though. Okay. We'll keep it simple. 12, 12 times, times 12, 12 times 1,000. Times 1,000. Right. 12 fullness times 12 fullness times a thousand, a lot, a lot of people are being saved, right? 
So wow. it's not just 144,000. Now there's biblical math. There's biblical math. I can do biblical math. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yes. It's like, it, it reminds me one time my wife was, uh, I think she was calling into like some customer service for something. And she was like, how many times do you think I can annoy them? And I was like, oh, probably 70 times seven. <laughs> biblical math. <laughs> like it. Chapter 22. We see the river of life-giving water bringing us back to where it all began, the Garden of Eden. Now, this is what's cool, right? So remember in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve were banished from the garden, God protected the tree of life, right? And he put an angel there with a lightsaber. (laughs) Okay, a flaming sword. But, like, come on, a flaming sword? It was two angels. It's a lightsaber, Either way, there's a lightsaber involved, right? Obviously. Uh, obviously. So uh, he protects it. Um, puts, I think it's a cherubim, right? Yeah, it is. It's a cherubim and like doesn't allow us to eat from the tree of life. And now we come back. We see the tree of life, and it is no longer protected by that angel with the lightsaber. God is now finally bringing us to the tree, which he intended for us from the beginning to, to partake of. We just had to go the long route to get there. So we are now completely healed. We get to see God's face in this moment. We have never been able to do that until now. We would die. Like, remember even Moses? He could only see God's backside. Yeah. Which is hilariously interpreted in, um, in the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. I love that image of it. Okay. And the end of the book of Revelation, spoiler alert is a wedding banquet where we all enjoy the blessedness of heaven, the new and eternal Jerusalem forever, which I love that it's, it's a wedding banquet because I like food. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I mean, I like weddings too. I like what we do at weddings too. Hang out with people we know, have a good time, eat, drink. Yep. And you do that with like everyone who's ever been saved. And hear their stories and how God saved them and what God did in their life. Yeah. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and now, let me, let me throw this at you, too. We talked about this in class today. If it is possible that there are other alien life out there <laughs> in the universe, like, you, yeah. you look out there and you're like, that's a lot of places. Like, we could only contact, like, even, like, 1% of our galaxy and that's our own galaxy, and then there's trillions of other galaxies. If there are other life, if there's other life out there, God reveals Himself to them. He saves them. Like we could get to heaven. There's like been billions of people who've lived on Earth in the history of Earth, right? Yep. There could be like a billion times more than that of people who are saved. Yeah. Well, it could be a lot of people. Could be. That would be amazing. Yeah. Greatest party ever. Although. Are they necessarily people? They don't have to be. could they be other life forms? They could be other life forms. They could also be people. Yeah, that's true. Because the I, great mysteries. It seems unlikely we'll ever be able to contact them anyway. And if Jesus comes tomorrow, we never would, right? Yep. So that would be awesome. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. <laughs> like quadrillion people there. Yeah. yeah. Right? You see like Spock and... You know. <laughs> 
Right? It's like, God's like, I know you I knew you were going to make this story, so I made one of these universes that actually had this person in it. Yeah. And, like, so all the Earthlings are like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Thus ends the Bible. Isn't that a great? Wow, end? I like it. The Bible's kind of sounds cool. like you read the King James version or something. What? Thus ends. Thus ends. So it actually it should Bible. have been Thus endeth. Thus endeth. That would be like the Dewey Reams. Yeah, the Catholic, Reams. which is pretty similar though, yeah. as far. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Thus endeth. This episode, or this not this episode, no. Thus endeth this segment of the podcast. On the other side of the break, we'll play a game. Okay. Are you ready? No, you're not. No, ready. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Flint Catholic Podcast. Ready for a game? I am. It's it's much easier than last week, I promise. <laughs> that was that was the tough one. I'm like, oh, I kind of felt bad halfway through. I'm like, shoot, yeah. that was really hard. As long as it's easier than that Carl Keating. Much wor- easier. Yeah. <laughs> much easier. So it's a little bit of a quiz. You have a 50% chance every question. And I took it earlier. I got 15 out of 16. But this is also kind of my jam, so literally <laughs> the the quiz is heavy metal lyric or bible verse <laughs> yeah <laughs> i also <Okay. laughs> i also like read these and knew some of the lyrics already so yeah that that is cheating a little bit I mm-hmm. can. and i knew okay i knew the bible verses too <laughs> so, <laughs> that's I'm what a, i was gonna say which one did you know better <laughs> i got a 15 out of 16 so i only missed one i'm not telling you which one i missed all right so uh was it a bible verse I'm not, you I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> like, we all know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this heavy metal song oh <laughs> all right you ready for the first one yeah so I guess hey, is it heavy metal or is it the bible yeah if I wet my glittering sword and my hand and my hand take hold on judgment I will render vengeance to my enemies and I will reward them that hate me hmm the only hard part there that's really making me second guess this is glitter. <laughs> Glittering sword. Well, if it was like, uh, if it was like um, hair metal from the 80s. Yeah. Is this all like normal Bible translations? Because yes. that can make a difference too. Yeah. In the lyrics. Okay. Um, I, w- I would assume. I'm going to say. I, think it's, I would assume King James, but it's not too far off. I'm going to say Bible. All right. Bible. That is correct. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 41. Oh, I was way off. I did not think it was from Deuteronomy. It is Deuteronomy. All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. And I will fill his mountains with his slain men. In your hills and in your valleys and in all your rivers, they shall fall that are slain with the sword. Bible. Can you be more specific? I want to say Joshua. Ooh, that's a really good guess. It is Ezekiel, though. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. Right, you're right there, though. Very good. The slain shall also be cast out, and their stench shall rise up out of their corpses, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. <laughs> Heavy metal. Heavy metal. It's Isaiah 34. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
who knew the Bible was so metal? Yeah, I was I was starting to just psych myself out because I'm like three in three a row. Three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The sky is turning red. Return to power draws near. Fall into me the sky's crimson tears. Abolish the rules made of stone. Oh, that's definitely heavy metal. Can you be more specific? No, I can't. <laughs> that's Slayer, raining blood. Okay. <laughs> in those days, men shall seek death and not find it. And shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Oh, Bible, for sure. You know where? Uh, I want to say uh, Luke's Gospel. Nope. Maybe? It's Revelation. Oh, really? 9-6. Okay. I only knew that one because that's a kind of a key point in the Left Behind series. Yeah. And the misreading of oh, the actually, book of Revelation. No, I was thinking, of, what I was thinking of was Mark's Gospel. The... Um, Oh yeah, you're the right. That discourse. Yeah, it sounds a lot like it. That's true. There's a there's a connection there. I never thought of that before. Yeah. that's really good. I can feel it burn inside of me. Tormented young with no souls, haunting me. <laughs> Pain in their lives. All they know is misery. Take these chains away that are holding me down. <laughs> heavy metal. <laughs> that one's heavy metal. I was gonna say that one was a gimme. <laughs> yeah, Avenge Sevenfold. I am a brother to dragons and a companion to owls. My skin is black upon me and my bones are burned with heat. Heavy metal. Wrong. Really? Job. Really? Yeah. So this is the one I got wrong. Wow. Yep. That's the one I got wrong too. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, repeat that again. Cause well, that one got me. I can't, oh, I'm you can't go far. back. I can't okay. go back. Never mind. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's yeah. That's the one I got wrong too. Yeah. Killing scores with demon swords. Now is the death of doers of wrong. What do you think already? Repeat so we, it. Killing scores with demon swords. Now is the death of doers. Uh, now that is the death of doers of wrong. Swing the judgment hammer down safely inside armor, blood, guts, and sweat. Heavy metal. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's Metallica, the Four Horsemen, which is a song about the Book of Revelation. The oh, Four Horsemen. Wow. Yep. It was tricky. Yeah. But I know Metallica really well, so <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, know that one. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Bible. Yeah, where? <laughs> um... I'll say Revelation. Yeah, because just... it's the four okay. horsemen. Yeah. That was the second one oh, okay. horseman. <laughs> yep. Death, hell, judgment. Yeah. All right. You ready for this one? This one, you'll probably get what it is. You won't get where it's from. Daughter ba Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Uh, Bible. And it's... Um, let me think. I would say um, Jeremiah or like Lamentation. Those are good guesses, right? The prophet of suffering. Yeah. I think so. It's in the Psalms. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Psalm 137. Yeah. So when we pray the breviary, that's so that was the very end of the Psalm. And when we pray the breviary, they cut that last part out. Oh, okay. Yep. So one part we don't pray in the breviary in the Psalms. I'm like, oh. But wow. there's like such emotion in that, right? Like 
they're experiencing the Babylonian exile and the trauma yeah. of that. And like, there's human emotion in all of that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. Pretty, pretty metal. I yeah. I would say. <laughs> pretty metal. <laughs> it's metal. He has bent his bow like an enemy. He stood with his right hand as an adversary and slew all that were pleasant to the eye in the tabernacle of the daughter of Zion. He poured out his fury like fire. Oh. Ooh. Bible. Where? That's what I'm trying to think of. My instinct is probably wrong because it probably is not a Catholic Bible they were using for this, <laughs> I imagine. But I, w I want to say it's like Judas Maccabeus. Ooh, that'd be good. But it's not. But I know it's not. Yeah. It's not. So is it like, um, is it like Samson maybe? Nope. Or any? No. You, you said it already. What Sla is it? It's Lamentation. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. It's Lamentation. Ah. <laughs> yep. It's like you said last week with the, uh, once you guess it, it's like, Oh, that couldn't be it. <laughs> right. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Bible. Yep. Where? Mm, not sure. Shoot, shoot your arrow. Repeat the end of that. Or uh, you already, already hit it. Already hit it. Uh, okay. I'm going to guess. Uh, shoot your enemies and rout the foe. I'm going to. I'm going to guess Scatter your enemies first beneath Samuel. You. Psalms again. Come on. <laughs> I should just keep guessing Psalms. Psalms. They're, they're like every emotion is in the Psalms. Yeah. Every single one. All right. I've got a couple more. Hear now the story of the man that should not be. A ghoul of black and torment, sullen atrocity, a kindred soul to the devil's own malignance personified. <laughs> Metal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's iced earth. Vengeance is mine. That's the name of the song. That's the name of the band is Iced Earth. Okay. Right. Last one. You ready? Yep. And in the darkness, shining far behind the starlight, lightning is striking. And from the dark, dawning shadows. And in the kingdom of the everlasting sun, when the glory of the master's time has come. Bible? Incorrect. I know. I was that was the a rhyme, stretch. The, I was like, I have rhyme, no idea where that would uh, be. Ah, the rhyme. I thought the rhyme was going to give it away. No, um, it's Dragon Force. You must have said it just right. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Force. So that must have been hard if you know the song. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, like <laughs> to not like accidentally like rhyme it. <laughs> yep. What does it sound like? Have you never heard of Dragon? Never heard Dragon Force? I, I don't listen to a lot of heavy metal. Okay, so Dragon Force is like. A 12-year-old child with 15 energy drinks in them. Wow. It's high energy, high guitar, guitar soloing. Like, those are some of the most accomplished musicians I've ever seen in Dragon Force. Pretty good. Anyway, was that segment better than last game, last week's game? I don't know. They were both pretty good. I was impressed by this. You I really, I didn't think it was going to be that good. Yeah, this one's good. <laughs> I like this one. I, I played this game a long time ago. I remember it. I'm like, oh, yeah. We're talking about Revelation. Yeah. We want to talk about heavy metal with it. Obviously. Yeah. They go together. Yep. We'll see you next time in the season of Easter. Yeah. Yes. Last day of Lent. Nice. Let's go. See you next week.